Blessed be God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Jesus said the first commandment is this. Hear, O Israel. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And as we prepare to celebrate the mystery of Christ's love, let us acknowledge our sins and ask the Lord for pardon and strength. Most merciful God, I confess that I have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. By what I have done, and by what I have left undone, I have not loved you with my whole heart. I have not loved my neighbors as myself. I am truly sorry, and I humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on me and forgive me, that I may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty and merciful Lord, grant you absolution, remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Glory be to God on high, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. We praise thee. We bless thee. We worship thee. We glorify thee. We give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, Heavenly King, God the Father Almighty, O Lord, the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, O Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, that takest away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Thou that takest away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. Thou that sitteth at the right hand of God the Father, have mercy upon us. For Thou only art holy, Thou only art the Lord, Thou only, O Christ, with the Holy Ghost, art most high in the glory of God the Father. Amen.
you open your hand. The Lord is near to all who call upon him. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. The Lord preserves all who love him. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Our second reading comes from Romans chapter 9, beginning in verse 1. I tell the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises, of whom are the fathers and from whom... According to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, the eternally blessed God. Amen. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Matthew. Glory be to thee, O Lord. St. Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 13. When Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the multitudes heard it, they followed him on foot from the cities. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude. And he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place, and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here only five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them here to me. Then he commanded the multitudes to sit on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to to the disciples. And the disciples gave it to the multitudes. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about five thousand men besides the women and children. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, Lord Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Well, what did we ask today in our call that we prayed together? 
we ask that the Lord would continually cleanse and defend his church. And in so praying, we rightly acknowledge that we can't go it alone. And uh, we aren't really safe without his help. Boy, if that ever wasn't more appropriate than this year, this is part of a three-year lectionary that uh, that comes up, but it always amazes how the words seem to be uh, in perfect timing for what we're going through at the time. And uh, I'm not even sure what the latest edict is from uh, the governor with regard to our, our worship, but what... Uh, what we have to do is we have to serve the Lord and we have to seek after him and we ask continually for him to defend us and to comfort us and to give us a, a leading by the Holy Spirit of what, what the world we should be doing. But uh, he owes us nothing. Life itself is the very greatest of gifts. Imagine where you would be if you weren't born. Maybe even just imagining being born in a third world country. See, and when you start contemplating those things, it's a really good exercise. Um, one of the things that's marveled me is the mayhem that's going on presently around us and uh, the total irrationality of the people who embarked on destroying everything that we spent the life of our country building up. And uh, they're they're led, by the way. They're being led. They are all independently uh, coming up with those crazy ideas. But there there is a devil, and he always works through people. And the tragedy is how many people are so gullible. And a lot of that goes back to how you're raised. And that's where that word church becomes so important again. Because a church is a group of people. Now, a church can be a place. But I think we're demonstrating right now this morning that it's much more than a place. Because instead of being inside and the wonderful surrounding that we've created in there, uh, because of circumstances beyond our control, we're meeting out here in the parking lot. And so it's a real wonderful picture of the church as a body of believers and at the same time how that body flexes but stays together and develops ideal situations where they have the ability to come together and worship corporately. You see, you can be a Christian, but to be part of a body gives you so much more power because Jesus said we're... Two or three are there, I am in the midst of them. He didn't say where you are. (laughs) 
individual prayer is desperately important, but there's nothing quite like corporate prayer. When you call the church to fast and pray, you can expect to see things happen in the mighty move of God. But those aren't the signals we're hearing today. Life's upside down nowadays. Spood fed through college. Babies are growing up to burn down our cities because they suddenly realize there's no free ride in adulthood. Think about it. Doesn't that about characterize what you're watching on TV? Young people. And when conservative news people go out to interview them, they have no idea. They don't really have a purposeful meaning in what they're doing. They're being led. And I would ask, who's leading them? And who's going to lead us and who's going to lead our children? At some point, we have all learned that you have to go and you have to make your own way. The fact that we don't want to spoil them as adults is two things. One, it's problematic because even within the church, we often have spoiled them as children in the last generation or two. But secondly, what you're seeing is a rebellion inside of them of, of a, uh, a spoiled, rotten child who grew up and wants to remain spoiled and rotten. But if we don't do what we need to do, what happens is they, they will fail. By giving them everything prior to adulthood, we're setting them up, and they just figure that it's going to last throughout life. And when it doesn't, and hardships come, and they always will, This generation's answer is what we're observing on the screen. Now, I'm talking about that because I'm going to describe for you a path of success that will pretty well guarantee. How many of you have been out there in those protests? We have any protesters with us here? Well, one protester, okay. Well, that's not bad. You had 11 kids or something. Well, I tell you a story about my barber, and uh, I haven't been able to get a haircut from anybody, but bound and determined this week, first two days, that's my goal. I'll find somebody if I have to pull a gun on them. <laughs> but I went to the barber I've been going to regularly, and he wasn't there. The, the barbershop was open. There was this really wonderful lady there. I don't normally get haircuts from ladies. I don't know why. I just don't. And uh, so I said, would you uh, be interested in cutting my hair? And she said, of course. Sit down. And I said, I usually go to John, but he's not here. And he said, oh yeah, John. 
I said, oh, what's, what's the matter? And I said, he said, well, John realized he can make uh, really good money uh, staying home on unemployment, so he's going to ride it out for the whole thing. And I said, well, you know what? The next 20 minutes is going to determine whether you're my new barber or not. And she is. So John is about, uh, he's probably 40, maybe 45. And he's certainly not uh, atypical. I mean, how many people are doing that? The, the big, and because it's a political year, we, we have the people just throwing money, throwing money at us. In them, um, and then there's the people who have some uh, recollection of how life is to be lived, and are saying, "Why don't we just uh, go, all go back to work and create jobs and find ways to do that?" You know, uh, Jim House, his company. Uh, I don't think you guys took one day off, did you? Yeah. And how many have come down with the coronavirus? But in the office there? Yeah. I mean, closed quarters. I happened to be in the other day. I did an, just got an impromptu inspection, and nobody was wearing their mask. <laughs> well, but it's a, it's a real picture of where you're looking. Where are these kids out there looking? The contrast, of course, is the church. How many of those people out there protesting? Just think about it. I'll bet you're a pretty good judge, too. How many of those people out there protesting you think go to church on a regular basis? I would say less than 5%, and I'd be willing to put 100 bucks on it. And you know how I know? Because I know what the church does in people's lives, and it ain't happening in theirs. So the church is absent. It's not even on their radar screen. What they're doing is completely incompatible with Christianity. What they're doing is contrary to everything Christianity stands for. Now, when they started going out and protesting, it is fine. But violence, destroying other people's property, when is that Christianity? But Christians need help in a time of need. And and there are times of need. <laughs> Karen just got a letter from Italy. She was hoping it was maybe a friend she met in the hospital. <laughs> and it was a huge astronomical bill from the hospital. <laughs> People have times of need. 
But Christians have different expectation and rules as how they're going to conduct their lives and get through life successfully. Given it shall be given unto you. You reap what you sow. Come all you who are heavy laden and I will refresh you. These are all things that Jesus said. These are all things that the church relies on. So we in the church, we know where to turn. And we know how to ask. Because we get it. Every day of my life after accepting Jesus is better than any day I believe I lived before it. Remember my opening question, where would you be if you were never born? But not only have you been born, but you've, you've given the, the salvation experience that has fully allowed you to embrace life. And God's dreams become possible. And believe me, God's dreams are bigger than yours for you. You were created out of his love. His love for you. Matthew characterizes Jesus as caring. When Jesus went out, he saw the great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them. And so we see this characteristic attitude that Jesus takes. And as a result of it, we see action because it says, and he healed their sick. A little later, he saw they were hard pressed for learning from him. And so even though he had left and was trying to escape from them, they're chasing him around. He stopped and he stayed and he taught. And I'm sure his exhaustion at times far surpassed anything we've ever experienced. And when they were hungry, because they were caring more to be fed from his word, the word of life, and they were losing track of time, he could not let them stay that way. He miraculously fed them. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and his glory in Christ Jesus. This is the God we serve. <clears throat> and since the church is his church, don't you think he's a little concerned about it? About every aspect, every detail, every program, every sermon, every song, every piece exchanged. He's intimately involved in that. Wondering how he can make it better. How he can infuse each one of us with the gifts and the anointings that we all have for each other.
But who's behind it all? Who's leading it all? Who's trying to take us each day into a better place and a better place and a better place? It's the Lord Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus is here, ever present. And He sends the Holy Spirit to provide every need according to the riches of Almighty God, the Trinity. The psalmist writes today, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. There's that word again, mercy. Yeah, that's what we prayed. And it says his tender mercies are over all his works. Thanks be to God that he's ever present, ever ready, willing and able to assist and defend you and us. Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. Hmm, a little clarification. And what defines truth? Where do we find truth? Where do we find the, the rich soil that we can, we can uh, nurture ourselves and each other to, to, to grow in the Lord? Right here in the church. Right in the church where there's safety and there's perimeters and there's, there's rules of conduct. There's, uh, there's established truth. There's a biblical lifestyle is what there is. It says, he's near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He'll fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and he'll save them. Well, what we don't see in the protesters and the rioters, depending on which party's talking about them, we don't see fear. We don't see fear for the Lord. We don't see fear for anybody. And let me just tell you, they're barking up the wrong tree, and their world is going to come crashing down around them. Hopefully, it won't take ours with it. The psalmist seems to have a great grasp of how life works, though, fully appreciating that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means it's all His, including us. And it means that he rules the world. And so the psalmist concludes with, The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he'll destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. 
And why don't we stand and continue doing that right now? Do you have the creed in your booklet, sir? Let's say together the uh, Nicene Creed. This is what we believe. And we speak it to those who don't know the faith. It's a great uh, little uh, apology for your faith that you can use for unbelievers when they ask, well, what exactly what is it that you believe? It's also great for the devil. Every time you say this with vigor, you spit in his eye. Join me. I believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit in the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and is seated on the right hand of the Father and he shall come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacrament. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our works may find favor in your sight. <coughs> Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give to the departed eternal rest. Let light perpetual shine upon us. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. May we also come to share in your all this we ask in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's offer each other a sign of the peace. No kissing like I saw that couple there.
The Lord be with you. So announcements, we have just a couple things. Uh, one, I, know I mentioned it last week, but um, the St. Michael Society still needs people to help out. We're picking up on Saturday from uh, Target, stuff that are donated, and so we bring it in. So if you feel like you can do that on a Saturday, it takes a couple hours. Uh, Deacon Phil Johnson can help coordinate that with him um, if you'll talk to him. One hour. Eric says a max of one hour. He did it last week. So it doesn't take long. You just go pick it up and bring it back. And uh, if you have any questions, see uh, Eric or <laughs> uh, Deacon Phil Johnson. The other thing is uh, there, uh, we still have our virtual home group. That's kind of a virtual and live home group on Thursday night. The new time is 730 for those who didn't get that message last week. We're doing it from 730, lasts about an hour. We have worship and a teaching, uh, but that's on Thursday night. And uh, also uh, the Ed Talk that I was doing on Monday nights on Facebook Live. Uh, last week was our last one. Um, so sorry if you want to hear me. Uh, come over and visit. We'll have dinner and I can talk again. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it. Phil? As we prepare to receive the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist, let us respond to God's word by engaging with him in musical worship and presenting to God our tithes and offerings out of that which God has given to us. Together, through Christ, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, that is, the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. But do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God.
You know, I just looking around, I see how difficult to do this service. Uh, there's a million chords there. There's two million here behind the deal. And uh, the resilience of you people is uh, overwhelming. The, uh, you just make me uh, so grateful for each one of you. You know, it says that uh, his body was broken, that yours might be healed. And I always encourage people when you receive the Eucharist to really press in and ask God for his healing touch. And I know several of you uh, are on my short prayer list. and I really want to see the Lord uh, touch you. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts and give thanks to the Lord our God. Father, all-powerful and ever-living God, we do well always and everywhere to give you thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Through his cross and resurrection, he freed us from sin and death and called us to the glory that's made us a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people set apart. So everywhere we proclaim your mighty works, for you call us out of darkness into your own wonderful light. And so with all the choir of angels in heaven, we proclaim your glory and join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Lord, you're holy indeed, the fountain of all holiness. Let your Holy Spirit come upon these gifts and make them holy, so they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before he's given up to death, a death he freely accepted, he took bread and he gave you thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this. In remembrance of me. Later when supper was ended. He took the cup. And again he gave thanks and praise. He gave it to his disciples. And he said drink this all of you. This is my blood of a new covenant. Which is shed for you. And for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim this mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. And Christ will come again. In memory of his death and resurrection, we offer your Father this life-giving bread, this saving cup. We thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and to serve you. May all of us who share in the body and blood of Jesus be brought together in unity by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church throughout the world. Make us grow in love together with our patriarch, Craig, and all of our clergy. And remember especially the sick, infirmed, in spirit, soul, or body 
hold up this day. Olivia and Connie and Susan and Carl and Serena, Naomi, Rachel, Nadia, Kyle, Sonja, Sandra, Maria, Karen, David and Darcy and Tammy and Thomas, Kurt, Dylan, the Covino family, Wayne and Spencer, Elizabeth, the Marines and sailors at Camp Pendleton. You may add names of those who you're praying for. Draw our hearts to remember the poor and the broken, and as we receive the body and blood of Jesus, may we be transformed to become the body of Christ to the world. Have mercy on us all, make us worthy to share eternal life with the apostles and the martyrs and all the saints. May we praise you in union with them and give you glory through your Son, Jesus Christ. By him and with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God and Father, now and forever. Jesus to call, taught us to call God our Father, and we have courage as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the peace. Hallelujah. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. O Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your heart with thanksgiving. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. The body of Christ. Won't you let this be a sacrifice? 
have a couple of birthdays uh, to celebrate uh, today. One is uh, Aiden Johnson. He's 23. And Ron, Ron, it's his birthday. He's 21 today. So we're going to let him ride his motorcycle. They call him Nug. <laughs> call him what? They call him Nug. 
Nugget. Nugget. He is a nugget, I'll tell you. Let us pray in thanksgiving. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you've graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in the battle and be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world seeking the ruin of our souls. Remember the gospel. God was in Christ Jesus reconciling the world to himself, not counting men's sins against them. And he loves us. That's why he created us. To love us and to enjoy us. And he'll never ever leave you. He'll never forsake you. And the blessings of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. to the world rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks. You make all things work together for my